and Heduana, an influential priestess, wrote a hymn called Ninme Ara, which praises Inanna, the goddess of the Akkad dynasty. The hymn describes a conflict between the Akkad dynasty, led by Inanna, and the Sumerian city-states, particularly Ur, supported by the moon god Nana. The analysis of Ryan Moorhan, based on his research and translation of the hymn, provides insights into the context. Ninmi Ara was considered composed during a critical phase of the Akkad dynasty in the southern region. The city-states in the south had been conquered by Sargon, the ruler of Akkad, and his daughter had been appointed as the On priestess in Ur. However, she faced challenges to her position. Naram-Sin, Sargon's grandson, ascended the throne when the cities were not ready to submit to Akkad's authority. The hymn Ninmeara possibly reflects the intense battle by Naram-Sin to suppress the uprising that followed several ruthless campaigns. In Ur, a certain Lugal Ane rises to power, as mentioned in the hymn. Lugal Aina is also identified as the king of Ur in an inscription by Naram-Sin. His origins can be traced to Uruk, where he likely conquered Ur. Lugal Aina is likely one of the southern kings who rebelled against the central government. As a priestess of Nana, Enheduanna's duty was to inaugurate him and bestow upon him the divine right to rule. However, Enheduanna refuses to consecrate him, as it would betray Akkad. Enheduanna seeks refuge in Laga, a city loyal to the Akkad dynasty, and houses a temple dedicated to Inanna. Lugal Ane, determined to assert his power, drives Enheduanna out of Ur and expels her from the temple of the moon god. It is possible that Enheduanna composed the dramatic hymn to Inanna at this moment as she fights to reclaim her position as the end priestess and regain the support of the gods, who seem to have turned away from the Akkad cause. This conflict is not merely about Enheduanna's role as a priestess, but also represents a power struggle between the central Akkad kingdom and the local ruler of Ur for dominance over the land. The hymn depicts a battle between Inanna, the goddess of the state and pillar of the Akkad dynasty, and Nana, the moon god and city deity of Ur, whose support Lugal Ani appears to have secured. The hymn suggests that Enheduanna is in a precarious situation and needs to exercise extreme caution to protect herself. While she supports the national cause, she is also connected to the moon god Nana as an empriestess. Enheduanna believes that Lugal An has acted unlawfully by appointing himself as the king of Ur, as she argues that it is Inanna who should choose the new ruler of the city, someone who would also be Inanna's husband. Enheduanna maintains that Lugal Ani's consecration by Nana was unnecessary and that he must have received support from the priests. She feels her heavenly spouse, Nana, has abandoned her, although she never directly attacks him in her hymn. To avoid direct confrontation, Enheduanna addresses Nana by his Semitic name, Sin, which was not commonly used then, and uses another name for the moon god, Aimbaba, white solo runner. These careful choices of words demonstrate Enheduanna's efforts to navigate the situation cautiously and avoid provoking her heavenly consort. Enheduanna believes that the fertility goddess Inanna and the city god Nana have forsaken her. Since Inanna only intervened after Lugal Ane seized all power, the priests of Nana disregarded Enheduanna. Throughout the hymn, Enheduanna pleads with Inanna to assert her authority over Nana, hoping to convince her that a new generation of gods will take her place, considering Inanna is Nana's daughter. In the past, Inanna had the authority to select the unruler of Uruk 
on behalf of the N people. It is still being determined whether Enheduanna possessed the same authority to appoint the N rulers of other city gods, although she tries to convince herself that she does. Ninmeara, the hymn to Enheduanna of the Akkad Empire, emphasizes Inanna's support for the Akkad cause. Enheduanna portrays Inanna as the mistress of countless MEs, symbolizing the cosmic world order imposed by the Akkad dynasty upon the defeated nations. Only Inanna possesses the authority to appoint the On ruler of Ur, making her the sole figure with this power. Ur, the city of the gods, is closely associated with the moon god Nana, also known as Sin or Aimbaba. Nana is believed to support Lugal Anna, who is considered a usurper by some. Enheduanna, regarded as the end priestess of the moon god, is forced to consecrate Lugal Anna to solidify his position. There is no doubt that Lugal Anna enjoys the support of the priests of Nana. However, Enheduanna disagrees with Lugal Ani's attempt to replace Inanna as the city's ruler and accuses him of violating Inanna's authority to appoint leaders. Despite her objections, the priests acclaim Lugal Ane as the end priest and the end ruler of the moon god's temple. To remove Enheduanna from her position, she is deprived of her office and driven out of her residence in the temple, known as the Gipar. Enheduanna challenges the moon god's verdict and seeks the support of the god An, who has yet to give a final judgment. Enheduanna urgently appeals to Inanna to assert her rightful authority and make it clear to her father, Nana, that it is Inanna alone who decides the endship, not only for the end priestess, but also for the end priest, as the city ruler. Ultimately, the gods determine all earthly developments on a cosmic level. If Nana relinquishes his right to appoint Lugal An, then Lugal Ane has no right to remove Enheduanna from her duties, and Nana must give up his right to appoint Lugal Ain. The hymn is dedicated to Inanna, praised as the mistress of countless M.E. The concept of me is difficult to translate, but refers to the divine rules that govern the cosmos and all aspects of life. It is tied to the Mesopotamian worldview, which viewed the cosmos as eternal and unchanging. Emi can be understood as a cultural heritage and represents the essential characteristics that govern human life, reflecting invisible cosmic principles. Enheduanna explains that Inanna possesses control over the Emi, symbolized by being held in her hand. According to legend, Inanna stole the Emi from Enki, the god initially in charge of them, and brought them to Uruk to assert her authority. Enheduanna suggests that Inanna revealed herself to the singer during the performance of the hymn. Enheduanna emphasizes that Inanna oversees all the ME, which is fitting, considering one of the ME's duties relates to her authority to appoint on rulers. The hymn opens with praises to Inanna, using various epithets and titles to exalt her, such as Lady of the Countless ME, Shining Light, and Beloved by An. Enheduanna emphasizes Inanna's affinity for the righteous Aga crown, which is befitting of the on priestess and signifies her authority as the mistress of the Suke insignias. Enheduanna acknowledges Inanna as the guardian of tremendous divine powers and describes how she has gathered and clasped these powers in her hands and within her breast. Inanna's power is compared to a dragon and her roar can overpower any resistance. As the powerful one of heaven and earth, Inanna descends upon foreign lands like a flood, instilling terror and obeying the commands of Anu. The hymn portrays Inanna as the one who bestows rain and fiery destruction upon the land endowed with divine powers by An. 
Inanna's words are said to be in obedience to the divine command of An. The storm gains strength from Inanna, the destroyer of foreign lands and the power source for the storm. The land is filled with incredible terror due to Inanna's influence, as she is beloved by Enlil. Inanna's actions are seen as following Anu's commands. Overall, the hymn praises Inanna's authority, control over the ME, and ability to wield divine powers that affect the cosmos and the earthly realm. However, it remains true that Lugal and has gained the support of Nana and Uruk, and he has now arrived in Ur and established himself as the rightful ruler. During Enheduanna's journey, she has felt marginalized as a priestess of En and has accused Lugal Ane of engaging in unlawful rituals as a priestess. Enheduanna herself was also considered illegitimate in the eyes of the southern city-states, just as the Akkadian officials and cult servants appointed by Sargon were seen as illegal by the southern city-states. Despite Enheduanna's efforts, she claims that the Moon God has not yet given a final judgment on the matter, and Lugal, and has not been officially appointed as the new Moon God. She is doing everything she can to sever the bond between the Moon God and Lugal Anna. As a last resort, Inanna may have to approve Lugal An's appointment. Enheduanna is exerting all her efforts to prevent Inanna from sanctioning Lugal Anna's inauguration. Enheduanna portrays Inanna as a fearsome warrior goddess throughout the hymn, similar to her depiction in the Ebi poem. Inanna holds the power of life and death, bringing destruction and terror. This likely reflects the intense warfare that took place in Mesopotamia. Enheduanna compares Inanna and a storm, associating Ikur, the storm god, with her. Inanna is often depicted in cylinder seals and reliefs riding a beast, most likely a lion, her constant animal companion. Enheduanna emphasizes the harmonious relationship between Inanna and the sky god An, who remains undecided in this delicate situation. Enheduanna does not hesitate to appeal to An on her behalf. Enheduanna skillfully diverts attention from Inanna's potentially weak behavior by referring to her by name or using indirect references like that woman or her temple. The fundamental conflict between the moon god and Inanna is cleverly avoided throughout the hymn. Enheduanna describes how humanity has been awed by Inanna's overwhelming power and beauty, but also highlights the destructive consequences. The threshold of tears has been opened, and people are walking the path of sorrow and mourning. Enheduanna's narration depicts Inanna raging across the land, roaring like the storm god Ikur. Nothing can stop her. She can crush flint with her teeth, leaving destruction in her wake. The people hear the Anuna gods fleeing from her like bats to the ruins, and they respond by singing songs of lamentation. They cannot bear to face her terrifying gaze. Addressing Inanna, Enheduanna exclaims loudly, questioning who can calm her raging heart. She then describes the consequences if the land were to rebel against Inanna, possibly alluding to the previous rebellion on the mountain of Ebi. It is said that when Inanna sets her gaze upon the mountains, vegetation withers and gateways are consumed by her fiery stare. The people are forced to drink the blood poured into their rivers and offer their captive troops to her. Their young men are sent before Inanna as prisoners, and pests infest their once lively cities. The imagery portrays the dire consequences of opposing Inanna's power. The divine decree of Inanna has been proclaimed over this city, asserting their claim over foreign lands. It is said that this command will result in the death of cattle in their enclosures. 
The intimate conversations between spouses in the quiet of night no longer exist. No counsel or physical intimacy is shared. Enhedwana praises Inanna as the lady of all foreign lands, acknowledging her wisdom, judgment, and profound compassion. Enhedwana vows to enumerate all the sacred powers, me, in honor of Inanna. In the following passage, it seems that Enhedwana has reinstated herself as the on priestess, despite her despair over losing her position. It is doubtful whether she can continue serving as an priestess after leaving the Gipar, as she has likely become ritually impure. This may explain her attempt to re-establish herself during a desperate nocturnal gathering. Enhedwana initially speaks about the religious obligations associated with the appointment of an priestess, emphasizing her return to the Gipar at the command of her master, Enheduanna, the priestess. She laments that funeral offerings were made as if she no longer existed. The scorching heat and approaching shade made it difficult for her to come close. She describes being enveloped by a storm, losing her vision and feeling as if her once sweet mouth had turned venomous. Consequently, she could no longer calm the emotions of others. She pleads for Arn and Suen to be informed of her fate and hopes that Arn can undo it. She believes that Arn will release her as soon as he is informed. Enheduanna states that Inanna will determine the destiny of Lugal An, with foreign lands and floods at her command. She acknowledges the power of women, who can instill fear in cities. Enheduanna asks for someone to step forward and soothe Inanna's heart. A prayer will be recited in their honor through Enduanna. Enheduanna promises to pour out her heartfelt tears like sweet beer, allowing them to flow freely. She mentions Aim Baba expressing concern and asking Inanna to pay attention. She describes how Lugal Ane, as part of the purification rituals for Holy An, has altered everything and deprived An of the Iana temple that had been part of him for many years. Despite the importance of the deity, Lugal Ane neglected to worship it and brought destruction to the temple, which was once filled with eternal beauty and attractions. Even though Lugal Ane approached Enheduanna as if they were partners, she sensed envy in his eyes. Enheduanna urgently appeals to Inanna with the following words, I implore my divine wild cow to drive out and capture the man. Now that I have received divine encouragement, how can I stand in the place of that encouragement? May a malevolent rebel against Nana and then be expelled from the land. May the city of An be shattered. Enlil curses it, and so let it be. Please do not pacify the crying mother by soothing her plaintive cry. Once the laments have begun, may your ship of lamentation be abandoned in hostile waters before it even starts to lament. Must I die singing religious songs? My nanny has paid me no attention. I have been completely ruined as a renegade in the land of renegades. Aim Baba has not decided about me, so I do not know his verdict. If he has pronounced it, what does it mean for me? If he has not spoken of it, what does it mean for me if he hasn't? He cast me out of the temple while standing triumphant. He drained my strength by making me fly like a swallow from the window. The mountains were filled with thorn bushes, and he forced me to walk through them. Consequently, he stripped me of my rightful crown as the priestess of En. These are fitting adornments for you, he told me as he handed me a knife and a dagger. I beseech you, most precious lady, to alleviate the pain in your holy heart on my behalf. My beloved spouse you are, the goddess of the horizon, the primordial pinnacle in the heavens, the great lady of the zenith. As a junior queen from the beginning, you have risen to supremacy over the Anuna, 
the great gods of ancient times. The Anuna have accepted you. A kiss is exchanged between the lips of Anuna and the ground before you. The role of the Anuna gods is rather ambiguous in the grand scheme. In the oracles of the gods, they are considered divinatory deities with significant influence in divination. Enhedwana alludes to Inanna's authority in deciding the fate of others. Despite the pressures of my current circumstances, my rejection, being chased from the city of Ur and the Gipar, and the opposition's victory, I believe these events only affect me and not Inanna. By doing so, I preserve the untainted image of the mighty Inanna in the eyes of the people. Though a hostile verdict surrounds me as if it were my own, my trial has not yet reached its conclusion. There was no way for me to reach out my hands to the flowerbed. Ningal's pronouncements have been revealed only to myself. Beloved Lady of Anne, may your heart remain calm towards me, the radiant and priestess of Nana, so that my heart may find peace. The essence of these lines is that the unpriestesses performed a ritual in front of a flower-adorned bed in the temple, where they interpreted the pronouncements of the goddess Ningal as part of their duties. A few moments later, the unpriestess began proclaiming the immense power of Inanna, her words resonating like powerful incantations as she extolled Inanna's extraordinary might. Undoubtedly, Inanna is supreme, and that is the essence of the matter. It must be known, Hizuam, is a Sumerian phrase that sounds like a mantra. The truth must be known. The truth must be known. It has been a long time since Nana has spoken. He said, There is no doubt in my mind that she belongs to you. I take this opportunity to convey that you are as majestic as the heavens. Your influence extends as far as the earth. It is widely acknowledged that you have vanquished the lands of rebels. The sound of your voice echoes far and wide. It is known that you can crush heads with your bare hands. You consume corpses like a dog. Your gaze is terrifying without a doubt. I want to inform you that you have averted your fearsome gaze. Your eyes shine brightly. There is no doubt in my mind. You are unyielding and unwavering. Be aware that you always emerge victorious, regardless of the circumstances. Your significance has grown, my lady, as Nana has yet to declare. She is yours. You have become even more prominent as a result. I will tell you about the anger you have stirred within Anne, my dear lady. The coals have been assembled in the centre, and the purification rites are prepared. The shrine of Edom Aug, from the temple of Inanna in Irsu Laga, awaits. Can my heart not be appeased? I recite this song for you, most esteemed lady, in this crowded moment. A singer shall repeat these words to you at noon, as they were recited in the stillness of the night. Because of your captive spouse, referring to Dumuzi, Inanna's lover and husband, because of your captive child, again referring to Dumuzi, your rage intensifies and your heart remains unsatisfied. Inanna then returns to her place after accepting the offering of the worshipper. Venus once again becomes the brightest star in the sky. Nana observes her with admiration and smiles. Inanna and Nana have restored peace between themselves. In the assembly of rulers, the influential lady accepts the offerings. The holy heart of Inanna is appeased. She radiates the utmost beauty. The light is sweet, and delight fills her. Her joy resembles the light of the rising moon. Ningal, her mother, bestows blessings upon her as Nana gazes upon her. The doorposts of heaven welcome her. Everyone speaks exalted words to the new gig, mistress, an honorific title of Inanna. The one who destroys foreign lands, endowed with divine powers by Anu, to my lady, enveloped in beauty, 
to Inanna. Enheduanna instructs the cultic singer to recite the song during the day, thereby praising and extolling Inanna's greatness in the epilogue of the hymn. This addition was likely made at a later time. Among the treasures of Sumerian literature, there is none more excellent than Ninmeara. Its enduring preservation showcases its profound impact on people throughout history. Even to this day, Enheduanna's role in this dramatic composition resonates deeply within us. Following Enheduanna, the Akkadian dynasty maintained control of the En Priestess office in Ur, with Enmanana, Naram-Sin's daughter, succeeding her. The third hymn, Mistress of a Giant Heart, is dedicated to Inanna, the goddess of war and ruler of a vast domain. It highlights her immense influence as a fierce warrior goddess who precisely defeats her enemies. Unfortunately, much of what she did to inspire her followers remains obscure. The hymn concludes with Enheduanna enumerating various aspects of the ancient world that, according to her, fall under Inanna's purview. The list needs more systematic organization and coherent meanings. Enheduanna once again elevates Inanna, the powerful goddess, to the status of a warrior deity, paying homage to her to gain the support of the Akkadian Empire during tumultuous and dangerous times. Inanna is described as a mistress with a great heart, a bold and proud lady revered by the Anuna gods and esteemed in all lands. She is the mighty daughter of Suen, exalted among the great princes, and she possesses the divine powers of heaven and earth, rivaling even great An. She holds authority over the great gods and influences their decisions. Her majestic words bring the Anuna gods to submission, and she keeps her intentions hidden from An. No one can predict her actions when she decides to change course. She is the magnificent and preeminent one among the divine powers, wielding a shepherd's crook and perfecting her great divine abilities. In the land, she binds the gods with her mighty authority. Her awesomeness covers the great mountain, and her presence makes the path level. The gods of the land tremble in fear at her resounding cries. Like a solitary reed, her roar makes the Anuna gods tremble, causing them to hide in unison when she unleashes her fury. Great Anne cannot make decisions without Inanna, and Enlil cannot determine destinies without her. What can be done about this mistress who reigns supreme over the mountains? Wherever she goes, cities become ruins and haunted places, and shrines become desolate landscapes. The burning sensation and distress she brings make people tremble, akin to being ensnared by a fearsome demon. Through her terrifying radiance, she sows confusion and chaos among those who defy her, accelerating carnage and provoking devastating floods. As she dons her sandals, she intensifies conflicts and battles. Enheduanna compares Inanna to a fierce windstorm that ravages mountains from east to west. Among the Anuna gods, Inanna is likened to a leopard that crushes everything in its path. Surviving her wrath seems impossible. She is described as a relentless predator, a Hurin bird that allows no escape, or a falcon that preys on other gods. Inanna tears through a large cattle pen, turning it into a mourning site where death's food and milk are present. She washes her weapons with blood and gore, smashes heads with aces, impales with spears, and stains her maces with the blood of her enemies. The pouring of blood accompanies their sacrificial offerings. When Inanna darkens the bright, silent plain, midday turns into night. Anger is evident in their gazes as they seek conflict. Inanna's pride is reflected in the radiance she carries, gripping a dagger. One of the Anuna gods assumes the form of a leopard, 
Curious followers of Inanna are mentioned in this hymn, referred to as Pili. The exact meaning of their involvement and their punishment requires clarification. As Inanna descends from heaven, she rides seven extraordinary beasts. Inanna removes a significant punishment from her body and names it Pili, bestowing blessings upon it. After breaking the spear, she presents it to Inanna as a weapon. Enheduanna assures Inanna of her greatness, stating that she occupies the seat of her rivals, An and Enlil, and even the Anuna gods bow down to her. Anu once feared her holy precinct, Mu-3, but now he allows her to dwell in the temple of the great Anu without fear. This inspiration is derived from Uruk's temple, where Inanna mysteriously took up residence. The high mountain lands, the land of Lapis Lazuli and Cornelian, bowed down before her, but Ebi did not bow or greet her. In Inanna's anger, she shattered Ebi like a storm. Inanna's supremacy is attributed to the power of An and Enlil. Without her, destiny and wise counsel cannot be determined. Me as a term. Following this exaltation, Enheduanna proceeds to enumerate Inanna's competencies, which may appear as a peculiar mix of random human behaviors to us today. These competencies are referred to as the divine M.E.s. Enheduanna lists them one by one, explaining both positive and negative aspects. As the on priestess, Enheduanna performs a complex nocturnal ritual, potentially lasting for hours in the open air. She acts as a conduit, invoking and manifesting these abstract rules by invoking the M.E.s. In this process, she assumes the role of a shaman, reciting a series of magical incantations that induce a trance-like state, facilitating contact with the mighty goddess. From these fragments, outsiders can only speculate about the true meaning of this hymn. Enheduanna, as the goddess, enumerates the divine qualities and abilities of her mistress Inanna. They belong to Inanna to run, escape, be quiet, and bring peace. Inanna possesses the power to move, rush, rise, and fall. She grants companionship and protection to those who travel with her. Inanna has the authority to open paths, establish roads, and offer solace to the weak. She maintains order and stability, shattering the earth and ensuring its firmness. Inanna can tear down, build up, transform genders, and evoke desire. Great wealth and abundance are within her domain, along with the authority to gain, succeed, lose, and reduce wealth. Inanna has the right to observe, choose, approve, and bestow attributes such as virility and protection upon her followers. Mercy and compassion are inherent to Inanna, as expressed in fragmentary lines 132-154. The power to cause tremor-inducing illnesses belongs to her. Inanna can have a spouse, experience love, rejoice, control and care. She is capable of neglecting and nurturing, raising and bowing down, building homes, creating chambers for women, possessing tools and cherishing children are all under her purview. Inanna has the authority to run, race, wish, and succeed. She can interchange with people of different strengths and statuses. The heights, valleys, and plains can be altered by her will. As a sovereign, she bestows crowns, thrones, and royal authority. Unfortunately, twelve lines are missing. 155, 157. Diminishing, magnifying, elevating, broadening, and providing abundance belongs to Inanna. Slander, falsehoods, abuse, hostility, and exaggeration are within her domain, as are bestowing divine and royal rights. Inanna holds the power to respond truthfully or deceitfully, to sneer, commit violence, deride, 
speak with hostility, cause smiles, exhibit humility or importance, bring misfortune, hardship, grief, happiness, clarity, darkness, agitation, terror, fear, splendor and radiance. She excels in triumph, pursuit, enduring illness, sleeplessness, restlessness, submission and granting gifts. The howling, strife, chaos, opposition, fighting and carnage all fall within her sphere. Inanna possesses knowledge of all things, builds lasting nests, instills fear in the desert, becomes venomous like a snake, subdues enemies and fosters hatred. All these attributes are within her realm. Inanna can gather scattered people, bring them home and restore their lives. A fragment of one line remains. When Inanna speaks, the swift becomes stagnant and the deaf seem as if they can hear. Her furious gaze can transform brightness into darkness, turning midday into night. With her powerful intentions, she destroys what trembles in her mind. Her marvelous deeds are unmatched. Inanna is the lady of heaven and earth, an impartial judge among many decisions in the palace. Her name fills the mountains, surpassing even Anu in glory and authority. You stand alone in magnificence, all other gods pale compared to you. Among the gods of heaven and earth, you hold the esteemed position of the great cow. When you raise your eyes, their attention is captured, and when you speak, they eagerly await your words. You reside in a place where the Anuna gods offer their prayers, awe-inspiring, glorious, awe-inspiring. May your praise never cease. How can your name be anything but magnificent? Unfortunately, nine lines are missing. In verses 197, 202, you sing of grief and lamentation. Your anger cannot be altered. It overwhelms you. You cannot be undermined by, despite Anne's interference. With the assistance of Arn and Enlil, you bestow your gifts upon the assembly. Anne and Enlil grant you the land in harmony. Your words to Anu still need to be answered. Once you declare, so be it, great Arn does nothing for him. Arn and Enlil will not separate from you in the assembly. Decisions made in heaven and earth cannot be changed. Once a place is approved, it shall not be destroyed. There is no reversing the decision once a place is marked for destruction. Verses 209-218 highlight the purity of the heavens that reflects your divinity, akin to Nana or Utu. The light from your torch illuminates the darkest corners of heaven, bringing light into the darkness. In the presence of fire, refinement walks before you, resembling Utu. No one can lay a hand on all your divine powers. Everything in heaven and earth rests in your hands. No one can precede you, my mistress. You dwell with great Arn in the sacred resting place. Is there any god who gathers heaven and earth together like you? No one surpasses your magnificence. Your name alone is exalted and splendid. I am Enhedu Anna, the high priestess of the moon goddess. I am sure I am a descendant of Nana. A fragment of one line remains. Advice, grief, bitterness, alas. My lady, to mercy, compassion. I am yours. I am eternally devoted to you. I implore you for a compassionate heart towards me. Let this offering be my demonstration of devotion to you. Your divinity in the land fills me with awe. I have experienced the weight of your severe punishment upon my body. It is within your power to cause floods, open hardened ground, transform darkness into light, and evoke bitterness, sleeplessness, distress, separation, compassion, care, leniency, and homage. My lady, I extol your glory and magnificence throughout the world. Let me praise your greatness and your ways. Can anyone rival your divine nature? 
There is no comparison to the grandeur of your rituals. I pray that great An, whom you love, will declare, It is enough. May the great gods soothe your temperament. May the lapis lazuli deus, fit for a lady, bid you to be seated. May your pure bed entreat you to relax. May your dwelling place beckon you to be calm and at ease. An and Enlil have decreed that you possess a great destiny across creation. They affirm your greatness. You are the lady. Ladyship has been bestowed upon you in the Guina. The destiny of noble ladies is determined by their suitability for such a position. The magnificence of you, my mistress, surpasses all description. Inanna, you are magnificent. You are grand. I beseech your heart to find solace for my sake. I wish your heart to be filled with love for my sake. My lady, your magnificence shines brilliantly. The wonders you perform are unparalleled. Your grandeur is celebrated. You are so kind, Inanna, to shower me with praise. 